Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Do you want to hear something cool? Yeah. Okay, so sitting on your heart is a weird little thing, and it's called the thymus. Do you know what the thymus does? No. The thymus is what makes your body understand what is you and what is not you. So it trains your T-cells to figure out what parts of you are you and not like... A virus? A virus or a germ or something from the outside. But you know how it does that, Kate? Do you know how it does that? It's really exciting, Kate. Do you know how they does it? No. Here's how it does it. It takes little bits of all the cells from the different part of your body. Like, here's a brain cell. Here's like a blood cell and a bone cell. And then it puts them, and then all the little T cells have to walk by and not attack those cells. And if they do attack them, they're killed, Kate. They're killed. Oh, my God. And it killed like 95% of the T cells that are being trained until there's like only like the core army left that can recognize <laughs> what is you and what is not you. <laughs> That's the thymus. Why? What makes you bring this up? I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. Like, oh. You don't think it's cool? Like, did, I can't just bring up cool stuff? Did you hear it on a podcast? Okay, fine. I heard it on a podcast. That's what but, I thought. But it's still so cool. It doesn't mean it's not cool anymore. <laughs> uh, fine. What, what do we do on this podcast, then? Oh, on this podcast, we talk about um, T-cells. and I love to talk about T-cells. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought them up. No, Let me tell you some more facts no, no, about no. T-cells. Children's picture books. Children's oh. picture books. Oh, children's picture books. Yeah surprisingly few t-cells in those books thank goodness not saying there aren't any i'm just saying surprisingly few yes we talk about children's picture books and if they're good or if they're crap basically if they're classics or not right that's what that is what we do yep today's today's book i'm so happy to tell you no it doesn't have any t-cells in it. i'm so disappointed there's no <laughs> t-cells not a single t-cell in this entire book if there's people in the book there are people in the book therefore aren't there t-cells by definition, yes. Now, there are there T-cells in horses? I, I don't know. I'm not a veterinarian. I bet there are. And the reason I tell you that is because... I'm going to take out the book now. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Robert the Rose Horse? By... It is, in fact, by Joan Heilbroner. <laughs> But let me tell you, uh, I was trying to find this book, and I talked to the head of my children's room, who was like, I have never heard of that book before. I'm like, well, I've heard of this book before, because I would read this book with my children when they were learning to read quite often, and I grew to love it. Oh, so you already think it's a classic before you no, even no, no, get no. started. No, 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 I didn't say it was a classic. I just said I grew to love it. There's, there is a difference. I would argue you can love a book without thinking it's a classic. And and now we're going to determine if that is true or not. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's get a little background information, not on P.D. Eastman, whose name, I believe, was Philip Day Eastman, just in case you were curious. Uh, no, I want to know more about Joan Heilbroner. And yes, Joan Heilbroner. We all, we're all familiar with her name. We are not. Uh, the reason for this is... So I was able to find one little itty-bitty bio of her. I found this on the Penguin Random House website. 
which makes sense as they are the ones who publish the Dr. Seuss beginner books to this day. Now, Joan Halbroner, apparently, it says on the site, is best known for her first book. I want you to guess the name. Don't even bother. It's Robert the Rose Horse, which was published in 1961. Uh, it was acquired by Dr. Seuss when he was the editor of the beginner books. It has been in print. Well, it says it's been in print for more than 50 years, but I think anyone who can do math could pretty much have figured that one out. Uh, and then she wrote another book, uh, which is a pet named Sneaker. Uh, this was based on a pet snake that her grandchildren, Quentin and Katrina, owned. Props to whoever decided to name the children Quentin and Katrina. I love that. She went to Columbia University. She was a school librarian. And then she retired. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the beginning and the end of everything that there is to know about Joan Heilbroner. If you, gentle listener, know more about Joan Heilbroner, some crazy wacky fact, some weird little tidbit, just literally any other piece of information, feel free to email us at fusekdata at gmail.com. So you have to understand that in the few moments here while you were getting comfortable coming back from your read, I've been desperately racking my brain for Mr. Ed jokes that I could, like, start in with. Because that's what the kids today are into. Is it? Mr. Ed jokes. I think you should rein it in, Betsy. Oh, dang it! <laughs> nay, Kate, nay! <laughs> I shan't. Did you know that horses do have T-cells? I looked it up. Did you? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? They fight disease. They're mammals. That's yeah. the thing. Do all mammals have T-cells? We I, don't know. Betsy, I can only look up one thing at a time on Google, Okay. <laughs> Do chameleons have T-cells? Tell me now. Tell me now. I'll, I'll look up on Ask Jeeves. And All see right. What, Ask Jeeves. See what he says. That's what the kids are into. Ask Jeeves. Right next to Bing. Right. Oh, remember Bing. <laughs> so I've never seen a book dedicated to New York's mounted police before. No. Yeah. That doesn't come up very often. Troop B of New York's mounted you know, police. I know for a fact there are still mounted police because in New York. Because Troop A sucks. Yeah. So <laughs> take that, Troop A. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, we meet this horse. Uh, his name is Robert. He lives with his mother and father on a farm. Um, I think there's a Instagram handle called Newspapers in Kidlet. Yes. I have no idea if it is completely tied into Pipes in Kidlet or a separate entity. Well, the father, even though there's no words or pictures, I'm pretty sure he's reading a newspaper. Yeah, what's Simone doing? She's knitting. What's the problem with that picture, Kate? The needles are sticking down. <gasps> Look at you! No, well, I'd say the ends are sticking up, which make... No sense. So I love P.D. Eastman, but right from the start, we have an egregious error. P.D. Eastman, that's lazy. They have hooves, Betsy. I'm aware so... they have hooves, Kate. That doesn't excuse it. All the more reason they should hold them correctly. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Well, it's difficult to begin with, and you're just making it harder. Robert has a birthday, and he's invited all of his farm friends to come to the party. I feel like we've seen this dog before. Where have we seen that dog before? Can mm. I? There's actually two different books we may have seen. The this mother dog. one. Yes. Are you my mother? Yeah. And go dog go. Oh. He also did the art for go dog go. So yeah, he really just had one dog. Oh, <laughs> he can only do one dog. It's I guess that's one. not necessarily true because the do you like my hat dog is a poodle, but there's generally a, and, and there are other dogs in this story. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. Yeah. I just, just remember this dude. They're just walking along the street. Anyway. Yeah, like they do. So we got this uh, this horse birthday party happening, but I was really confused because 
it didn't say where the story took place. It just said that it was dedicated to the New York Mounted Police. It didn't say that the story took place in New York. No. So I'm looking at this birthday party. There's, like, British crackers. That would be really hard, especially because half the members of this birthday party have hooves. So to begin with, to do a cracker, you got a goat. You really need digits. You got a pig. Yeah. You got a rooster, a cat, a dog, and the horse. I guess if you grabbed like the cracker at one end with one with your mouth, with and your then, mouth, yeah. yeah, and then you pulled, and someone else, you just have to have really strong teeth. But horses have very strong teeth, so yeah, it was just no. a strange That's detail. An odd that I was detail. like, are we in London? What's going on? So he gets his birthday cake, and surrounding the cake are these red roses. And he goes and sticks his nose into the roses. And then he gets this funny feeling. His eyes begin to itch. His nose begins to itch. And I'm like, wait, were those roses like sugar roses? Did he just like snort oh, pure man, sugar? Oh, man, that would hurt like hell. Right, that's what I'm thinking. So, mm-hmm. But no, apparently they're real. Okay. Um, and then he sneezes a gigantic kerchief, if that's you will. That's quite a kerchief. And, uh, this is not a COVID book. <laughs> and, right? That's exactly what I thought. I mean, he just needs all over that freaking In cake. this time of COVID, this reads very differently. Yeah. And also, I understand that you, if you're a horse, your anatomy doesn't make an elbow easily. I guess. But really, do you have to just, like, all over your guests, your cake, your food? Like... You could turn away. You can literally turn away. What do people do before they sneeze into their elbows? They they, they, they grab a handkerchief or a napkin. I mean... And we know that he can use his uh, um, opposable hooves. Yeah! He's quite adept with them. He is. Apparently and, one can knit with them. And but but they he just sneezes all over the cake. Yeah. His friends go up in the air. The cake goes up in the air. The roses go up in the air. And he falls down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's on him. So <laughs> this is gross. He's like never sneezed before in his life. Is right. what I'm getting from this. Like not a day of his life has he ever. So sneezed. his mom is freaking out. She immediately puts him into bed and she calls the doctor to make a home visit. And she's like, Doc, what's wrong with my boy? Apparently, the doc, by the way, is the guy from. Do you remember the um the book in which the goldfish got really really big? Remember Fish Out of Water, where the fish, like the kid fed the fish and the fish got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger? Sort of. Okay, remember like the guy who worked at the pet store. That's clearly the same oh. guy as the vet. It's his brother. It's his brother. Yeah. yeah. Who um, so made, got his, a weird track record made their parents proud by becoming a doctor. Right. A they veterinarian. Just tell him, they and, just didn't uh, tell him what kind of doctor. And, you know? and he, he says, oh, he, he looks into Robert's mouth and he says, quite the tool he's got to look in the mouth too i'm not yeah. sure what that tool would well, be it's called. a flashlight with a tongue depressor attached to it oh how convenient yeah made just for horses yep mm-hmm. and he says i know what made him sneeze and he uh brings over a vase of roses he sticks them under robert's nose robert again begins to sniff his eyes begin to itch and then again a gigantic kerchoo bang went the window bang with the door off of its hinges um, and it knocks the doctor. I mean, that's violent sneezing. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, couldn't you have just decided, like, oh, I'm not going to make this poor kid suffer anymore. I know that it's allergies. Rose pollens can induce allergic symptoms like other pollens do. So let's just give him some Benadryl. <laughs> also, and- also, when I go to the doctor and I say, 
I think I'm allergic to pollen. They don't take like a canister of pollen and shove it up my nose <laughs> to see if it makes me sneeze or not. They, you know, they test my arm. He's, and, a, you he's know. a trial and error type <laughs> of guy. Sort you, of know? A, you know, let's see what happens when we do this. So the like, doctor's like, I was right. It's the roses. You got to get away from them. You should go to the city. And I'm like, do you think cities don't have roses? Yeah. Just, like, also, hasn't Robert grown up around roses his entire life? Yeah. I mean, don't they? So, didn't we see them growing on the outside of his home? So yeah. So that's what I was wondering. Can you develop allergies you late as you get older? You can. That is true. Right. All right. All right. But All right. my Fair. question is. How old is Robert? Because we just saw him having a birthday party with all of his friends over, and now he is leaving to live in the city. He said he's going to go find work. I'm going to go find a job. I'm by myself. Bye, mom and dad. And mom's crying. Like he's 21, Kate. He just turned 21. <laughs> he's been living at home in the basement all this time, and and only now, now is he motivated. Well, to now leave he's the house? got a house full of because I love. Don't they say something like they can't get rid of the roses? So he had to take off or there's, something like there's that. There's too many roses on the farm. So he, right, so like he has well, to leave. we can't do anything about that. No one ever heard of cutting down a rose bush or anything. Nope, never happened. Nope. It's basically, the mom loves the roses more than her son. I don't and, know. She's uh, crying as he's leaving. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I'm so sad that he thought that I would get eyes. rid of my roses, and I knew I wouldn't." So, well, he yeah. goes into the city and he finds a job working with a milkman. So right there, yeah. what year is this, Betsy? Uh, 1962, Kate. Uh, okay. Yeah, they still had no. My husband had a milkman come to his home when he was growing up. Did he in live the early... in the big city? Cause... He lived in Atlanta. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was still a thing for a while. Yeah. I don't know that how long the horse, the whole horse and cart thing right. kept going, though. That's a little... Yeah, it's a, it's a, a horse and carriage carrying around milk, and Robert's happy. He likes this job. And then one day there's a man who's wearing a top hat with a cane, and he has a rose in his jacket. Lapel. Lapel, and... and Robert gets close he enough to this like man. He looks like he would be like a mayor in something because he's wearing a sash for yeah. no particular reason. I love how like rich guys in books just wear sashes. Yeah. I wish I saw a guy just wear a sash every day. But Robert gets his nose close enough to this guy that he can smell the rose in his jacket. The pollen. And then immediately, you know, has a gigantic sneeze and the wagon crashes and the milk spills everywhere. Oof. And Oof. the milkman tells Robert to go away. You can't work for me anymore. How dare you sneeze? How dare you have allergies? How dare you do something that's natural that everyone does? <laughs> exactly. I will not allow it. Get no. away. You didn't tell me you were prone Disgusting. to ever sneezing. Yeah. So uh, so Robert's like, all right, well, now I got to find a new job. Now I got to go to the horse unemployment agency. Well, he goes to what looks like a like a horseback riding stable. Yeah, like an equestrian camp yes. sort of thing. Yes. Where all these horses have dead eyes. <laughs> They've been there too long, Kate. <laughs> they just... <laughs> They've lost their will. His eyes have like white and then the black uh -huh. pupil. They just have the black pupils. Maybe maybe it's a distance thing. He's closer to us. They're farther. No, Betsy, they're dead inside. They're dead inside. <laughs> Run! It's like get out, but with horses. Get out! Get out! Somebody, somebody take a photo! <laughs> So the guy who is in charge of this has a writing crop right there, Robert. That's on you. The man is literally holding a writing crop. Yeah. He will be hitting you with that crop. And he says, you have to work hard. You have to do everything you're told. And Robert's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And so he, when he's told to go slow, he does. When he's told to go fast, he does. And he likes the work. 
So, right. okay. And the, yeah, no one riding him has a crop, so that's okay. Yeah. Except for that lady. Except for the that lady. That lady has a crop. <laughs> Except for the lady who decides to uh, venture out into the city where she sees a cart of roses for sale. And she's like, Robert, take me over there at once. I mean, she's got a riding crop. She's yeah. telling him what to do. She has a crop. He has to do what he's told. And right. so he goes over there. She's exchanging money for these roses. For goods and services. And then again, his eyes begin to itch. His nose begins to itch. And then again, a big old kerchoo. See? Square butt. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, I don't very know rectangular. why, why P.D. Usman just couldn't draw men's butts. It's very weird. But the cart goes up and the woman goes up and again, he's out of a job. And I'm like... Does no one understand that horses sneeze? It's a thing. Apparently, it's like a major sneeze. I, like I wanted destroying public property. I wanted thing. this woman to be like the one person to have common sense, but no, she again. She apparently fires him. She yeah. has that capacity. I guess she has that capacity. I mean, he's walking uh. the streets of some big city. <laughs> he's got to look for work. Fathers had work. Mothers had work. And I I'm love like, that line. You know, I would too, except. Have you seen the jobs the women have? Oh, no. What are the jobs? Okay. So we have one woman cleaning. We have one woman mm. doing laundry. Okay. That's also cleaning. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. it. Oh. Well, at least it's in the text, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to the woman who wrote the book because the woman who wrote the book was a librarian. So it's, that's, on, that's on the illustrator, it's- who is a man. Yeah, and it's yeah. very dated. It's very dated. So he's looking for work, but there's not a lot of jobs for horses, and he gets on Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> he does his eyes. <laughs> it says he, he... I mean, we will put this picture on Instagram. We will put it on. <laughs> it is amazing. It's because he has bags under his eyes. It's because he found his happy that sugar. Make, that make it look like he's just... Uh, you know he's been here a little too long yeah, I think. That's, uh... and the empty stare yeah and, uh... you have expect his ribs to be showing or something and he's yeah. got a nosebleed everyone's got nosebleeds <laughs> <laughs> so eventually he sees something he looks, he looks not so great and there's a sign that says join now be a police horse well there's a, a sign next to Troop B, there's a plaque oh, right all there. Right. That's a shout out. Yeah, hmm. and he's like, I'm, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna ask for the job. Because apparently anybody can be a policeman. Which ew, there you a go, police horse, a police horse. I see. And he comes out. Is and he, he like twirling the baton? He like, is. Yeah. He's like a pol- you see with like you know, he becomes a police horse that same day. They even have a coat that fits him. He uh, he helps no pants though. He yeah. helps kids walk across the street. That's sweet. He blows a whistle to have a family of cats cross the street. Apparently, he's just really good at the street. Yes, part he's of like the a tra- he's a traffic, he's a traffic cop. cop. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. And one day he's working on Bank Street when he doesn't notice that there's three robbers heading into the bank. Uh, you can see there's another dog that's being. Oh yeah. There's, there's dogs. Also, the bankers have sort of like telegraphed that they are, or the robbers have telegraphed that they are robbers by wearing like. They're wearing, well, they could be beatniks. They could be beatniks. <laughs> they, they're wearing black jackets with black pants, and they're holding a black bag. All right. And Robert doesn't see them, but he could hear someone yelling, help, please, help. And the robbers run out of the bank with, like, a bag full of cash and guns. Three different yeah. types of guns. They, yeah, they do. So he's trying to figure out, well, what do I do? What do I do? 
So I Rob, don't know. Maybe don't get shot by the guys with like oh, he amazing guns here. He gets trampled. Oh, okay. By well, them fine. instead, so that's okay, right? That's fine. We got revolvers. We got rifles, which is just weird in a kids' book. It's really weird to see. It's really unnerving. So he's trying to figure out what to do. He sees a little girl with a rose in her hair. And he's like, all right, I'm going to stick my nose in this girl's head. <laughs> he snort you, honey. <laughs> and he gets a nice big whiff. And somehow, with the tiniest rose, he gets the biggest sneeze Well, I he's think ever he's, had. like, using it. Like, before, maybe he was trying to hold back. But now, he's using his allergies for good, right. I guess. The, the greater good. His... The power of the horse sneeze. Which is, um, it's like a tornado people are holding on to lamp posts yeah. for dear life i mean the amount of public property he's just destroyed in the course of trying to just stop these three guys i mean birds are coming out from the sky but yep. he did manage to stop the robbers they and all their land. tommy guns go a flying yes it says bang went the guns what so what okay i do remember that line because i remember my kids and i were always very disturbed by that line we're like oh i'm sorry so the guns are just like going off now yep. That's yeah. even, that's great. So they, right. they're just like shooting people. They're just shooting, up, well, or the guns are just, yeah, just going off into people. Who knows? But, uh, but everyone's happy because the, the other, the policemen. The, yeah, of course, the men. Policemen come and they take the robbers away and everyone is cheering on the street and everyone's so happy. And this guy comes out of the store that's. On one side of the store, it says drugs. The other side said soda. And I'm like, he's handing out drugs and soda. <laughs> drugs and soda for everybody. <laughs> Yay! You get some drugs and you get some soda. And uh, everyone's so happy that, you know, Robert stopped the robbers that they, next day, the policemen have a party specifically for Robert. Okay, so what is this 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 lineup, these, this table, which is in a strange U shape with, with Robert at the head? What Do you know what this this layout reminds me of? No. From another children's book, technically, though, I'm thinking of the TV special. You know the end of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Oh. When they've got the big Who table? Yeah. I half suspect that the Who Beast is going to be placed in front of Robert, and he's going to have to use his hooves <laughs> to somehow, like, carve <laughs> the Who Beast, which, good luck with that, Robert. One thing I forgot to mention real quick is in the celebration of all the people celebrating on the street. Yes. There's this one guy that kind of sticks out. He's got oh my glasses gosh. Wait a minute. Let me look at him. and a mustache. Is that supposed to be Petey Eastman? Boy, that I think, yes. Petey Eastman looked exactly like that. He was a little bald guy with glasses and a mustache. Well, he put himself in with the crowd. Oh my God. I think you have a good case there. Okay. okay, we're going to do a compare and contrast uh, in our show notes and in on the Instagram, I think. Okay. Uh, we'll put them side by side and let people... But yeah. the only picture I can find online of him, he looks just like that. Perfect. Yeah. All right. You can always tell. I swear to God, you can always tell when an illustrator puts someone real in a book. Yeah, it, it definitely... He seems like the odd one out mm-hmm. just by what he's wearing. Yep. But anyway. Yep. So at this banquet, you know, all the policemen are there celebrating Robert. And at the banquet table, you've got Robert's parents are there. Robert's farm friends are there. And the doctor is at the head of the table. So that's weird. And that's a really kind of hard thing to kind of justify. I mean, like maybe Robert just doesn't have a lot of friends. And they're like, or maybe there was a certain number of tickets he got. And he was like, (laughs) well, we still got an extra ticket. Uh, Invite the doctor. Invite the doctor. When you flip the fa- the page, that's when you realize, oh, the point of the doctor is so that he can warn the crowd right. that um, there are roses that are going to be presented to Robert. Right. But here's what he says. He says, 
Hold on to your hats. Here comes a sneeze. Robert will sneeze us all to Chicago. <laughs> okay, so my thought is, is it Chicago because it's the Windy City? Or is it Chicago because that's the next... Halfway across the country. Maybe. Right? Because if you think halfway through the cr- across the country, if, and you're in that New they're York, in New York. Yeah, then that would be... But you're right. The Windy City is not a bad association. You're right. So then uh, Robert takes a sniff of the roses and he his eyes did not itch and his nose didn't itch. And he was able to take a whiff of the roses and he was perfectly fine. And he had gotten all of his sneezes out and roses never made him sneeze again. So it wasn't allergies. Can you get allergies later in life and then grow out of them? I don't think so. I think what we should do is we should make a TikTok off, uh, video off of this and tell people that as influencers, we understand that if you have allergies, you just need to take a lot of whatever makes you sick and right. then that'll cure you. Mm, so if like you're allergic to bees, you just Just like, sting yourself a hundred times with a hundred bees and, and then, then you'll be cured of an allergy oh, to bees. Oh, okay. Because you'll be dead and you won't feel... <laughs> The allergies anymore. Yeah. Right. So this, but this, yeah, this ending certainly has a TikTok, uh, look what I tried. This is this miracle cure to it. That, uh, don't try this at home, kids. And don't the, try this And the home. doctor looks so proud of himself. Like, like yeah, you did nothing. I you did, did nothing. I, I fixed the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The By end. yelling to warn people. And the, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's Robert the Rose Horse. Uh, I, I don't have anything to say about it. It's not particularly, it's funny. It's still in print. Uh, and and has been in print since the day it was published. The author, as I mentioned in the in the little bit here, never really did much of anything else. That was kind of her one off. She she did some other books, but they were by no means as popular. And of course, P.D. Eastman, he had a lot of books under his belt. This was just one of many, but I like it because it has little bits of weirdness in it. Wow. I like a little bit of weirdness with my let's, books. Let's rate this weird. All part. right, um, look. Can I say that this is a memorable... Well, it's definitely a memorable book. I'm not going to say it's not. I've read this book. I remember very, very well uh, because I like how weird it is. Uh, is it the best picture book of all time? I think there's some questionable things in there. you got your guns. You've got your miracle cure for allergies. You have dated elements from the early 60s uh, that have not aged quite so well. Uh, so no, uh, in spite of my, my desperate love of it, and I did enjoy reading it to my children many, 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 many times and having them read it to me, uh, it is not, when you hold it up in the pantheon of great children's picture books of all time, it's not that high. I, I do love it, so out of love, I will give it a 4.5, but that is as high as I am going with it. Okay, yeah, I said between the guns, the milkman, the dated women's roles, and the fact that no one says bless you. Uh, ah, or gazoon tight at the right? very least. Uh, it's dated and it grosses me out. Uh, <laughs> well, I love that. That is a point in its favor. Not in COVID times. I guess. But this wasn't in COVID times. This was 1962. You could sneeze all over people and it was fine because right. germs didn't exist. So you could hold a whistle, but you can't cover your mouth when you sneeze. That is weird, actually. Yeah. It's still it, weirded out by what he can and cannot hold. It definitely has easy text for beginner readers. Oh, yeah. And it's got a good like story arc. So it's not just words on a page like a lot of easy reader books are. Oh, yeah, are. yeah, yeah. No, it's not Dick and Jane. 
but it leaves me wanting Lysol and Benadryl. <laughs> so definitely Benadryl. So I gave it a four point seven five for the grossness and mm. the outdatedness. Yeah. So it's not a classic. Not a classic. I'm sorry, Robert. No. I love you. I legit love you, but I can't justify you. No, it's, yeah, it's gross. No. Letters time. Ooh. All right. So uh, Rachel. Uh, left a series of notes about our uh, grandfather's journey that we put on. So first thing she said was, just read Cynthia Katahata's A Place to Belong, which is the fictionalized account of Japanese Americans interned during World War II, who then chose to renounce their American citizenship and return to Japan, a place their children had never seen. They then changed their minds and sued for their citizenship. Very interesting and a piece of history I did not know about. Uh, then she said, I knew that line about the yellow and red people was going to raise eyebrows. The kids are horrified when I read it. But I explained that's how people talked then when his grandfather was a young man, and that doesn't make it right. Okay, just got to the end of your podcast. You didn't like it? <laughs> I love the spare language. When I read it to kids at school, fourth to fifth grade, they adore it. I'd give it a nine. Wow. So there you go. We have uh, a contested contested uh, vote uh, for it. But, okay. Uh, all right. Difference of Fair play. Exactly. And it hits at different levels. So there you go. Okay. Grown up things we like. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. I was just in Atlantic City for a couple days for work, uh, but we did a team building activity where we went axe throwing. The instructors were very nice, extremely helpful. The environment was fun. It was BYOB, which seemed kind of dangerous. That but, seems a bad idea, but I but guess... It, it worked out. Yeah. It was very interesting, and they had great advice, and I had a really good time. Well, that's good. Uh, mine is actually a recommendation that you made maybe half a year ago, maybe a year ago. So, you know, my family loved uh, Is It Cake, and then we needed some other baking-related show, and we were looking around, and Baking Impossible... That was, oh, yeah. a, that was a show that you recommended. I came into your living room one day to record this show, and I saw a car made out of cake running into a wall. It's and, great. Uh, You've got engineers and bakers together, and it's... Absolutely. They were, they you know, and they, they teach, not too intently, but, but vaguely, some basic engineering principles with mm-hmm. each of the episodes. Uh, my kids are very invested in the couple that consists of the girl with the purple hair, uh, and the and the cute young man, um, and, and you know, we're on the penultimate episode. So don't tell me how it ends. Don't tell me how it ends. Okay. Um, I don't know. I did look up to see if there was going to be a season two. So far, there does not seem to be one. But if you need a good baking show to watch with your kids, uh, that is that is a good one to do. It's it's no, is it cake? But it's <laughs> it'll do. Well, I said I was going to do a goofy book. I did a goofy book. You sure did. I sure Betsy. did. I have a good one. I actually have a good one lined up for next week because it was mentioned recently uh, in an, I think it was a New Yorker article in a context that I had never quite heard before uh, in terms of classic picture books. So I'm very excited to do it. Um, and, and so I'll be bringing it in. So look for that. Okay. All right. Wait. Very excited. Until I bring that book in. <laughs> I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our really rosy Drew is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.